Mogul Motivation, empowering and inspiring entrepreneurs and dream chasers worldwide, one week at a time. Presented by True Stories Media, and I'm your host, Antoine Twiz-Taylor. My freshman year at Western Illinois University, I stayed in Henniger Hall, the 10th floor. And on that floor, it was only two black guys, myself and William Bishop IV, were known to his family and friends as Ham Bishop. We had rooms right next door to each other and we became friends almost immediately. This episode of Aspire Hire, I'm going to let Ham tell you about his entrepreneurial journey, where he came from, and what he aspires to be in the future. All right, so Ham Bishop, tell us, how did you get involved in the entrepreneurial world? When did you get that bug? Uh, It was about 2013. I was on my third year of working at Memorial Medical Center. I uh, had went back to school to get my master's in business administration. Um, and after I got my master's, I kind of just, it, it was one of those things where it was like, I can't work for nobody no more. Uh, it's time for me to make my own route. And it's time for me to help people around me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Me, me, me staying where I was at. I mean, I could have I I retired from Memorial if I wanted to, you know, but I wasn't helping anybody but myself. You know, it was every two week paycheck, you know, I was buying stuff for myself. You know, I, I really wasn't expanding out and growing and helping people around me. I was getting into that, that you know, that rut, like that, um, that rut that everybody talks about, just yeah. life, that grown, grown life type of thing. You know, you know how everybody says they got to go be an adult and an adult today. That's what I was doing, yeah. you know, and I just didn't feel like that was for me anymore. So. 2014 rolled around after I got my master's and everything. I told myself, man, it's time to start my business. And June of 2014, June 14th, actually, 2014, I started Solid Ground Solutions Incorporated. Um, wow. And yeah, we've been, I mean, it's been rolling since. It's 2021. We're going on our west. This this will be year seven, you know. Um, we uh, We specialize in project management. Uh, construction demolition, post-construction cleaning, and uh, other janitorial services. So, okay. I mean, it's rolling. At the height, uh, one of my highest years would probably been last year. I probably had 33 people going at one point. You know, um, it's always been a goal of mine to employ 100. I feel like I know 100 people personally. That if I could give them a job where they're making a decent wage, decent, you know what I mean, decent paycheck every week, every Friday, Every, or every two weeks, it'll help change their life and help change the lives of people around them. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. And Solid Ground Solutions, um, so you said what you guys uh, specialize in. What made you go that route? Well, what made you go into that industry of all things? You know what I'm saying? Because um, it's a lot of ways to make money. It's a lot of different industries entrepreneurs dive into every day. What was it about that that um, basically allured you? So I already had my uh, I already had my um, bachelor's in construction management from when me and you was at Western. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know if you remember the English teacher Jenny Trias. We all had I don't remember. Don't you don't remember, remember her. her? As a teacher, man, her name was Jenny Trias. As our freshman year, bro, and she was just like, "What do you want to do in life?" And I I told her I wanted to start my own business, and she said what business I said you know I'm gonna build stuff you know just being young and dumb and just I'm gonna build something you know and then she was like well you should write about building a construction business you know and I wrote about that 
Then the next thing you know, I, I, I had the paper and, you know what I mean, I wrote the paper and shit, four years later, I had a construction management degree. It was, yeah. it's crazy. It, it wasn't one of those things where it was just, this is what I want to do. This is what I came to school for. It was just like, it came, it it was like, you know, the, the universe aligned, I, honestly, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. You know, that's what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like because, you know, you said that you could have retired at the job that you had, um, that mm. you was working once you got out of college. But, yeah. you know, you, you just felt the need to not only just be your own boss, but to do more for the people, for the community. So, yeah, yeah. You, so you started your business and it's kind of like a full circle moment because when you was at Western Illinois University, your professor told you what type of business you should start. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's events like that to kind of let you know that, you know, nothing is um, random. You said you wanted to serve others and, you know, employ others. Um you're based in Springfield, Illinois, and for those you, for those of you out there who don't know, Springfield's the capital of Illinois, um, and it appears that y'all have a very close community down there, right? Um, like, yeah. did that play part in like why you really wanted to, you know, provide these job opportunities to others? Uh, it it did somewhat, but not for real. I mean, down here in Springfield, it's we're starting to get a little bit bigger, but it's one of those towns usually where everybody knows everybody. You right. don't know one person that knows this person. And I mean, it's a direct line to just about everybody here in town. It's it's crazy. It's a unique place. You know, it's a very unique place. But yeah, it, I mean, for me, it, was, it, it, it wasn't a town per se. Me knowing every knowing people that wanted me to start helping. It was just, it was just in me. I was just ready yeah. to start helping. You know, I, I get tired of hearing the same, man, we can't get jobs. We can't get into the union trades here in town. We can't, we can't get into constructions, no black faces, you know? I mean, it was just in me to be able to, that I wanted to help, you know? And I mean, one of the biggest drives about me wanting to be able to help, you know, my, my brothers and my sisters and everybody was my dad, you know, he, uh, shit, he was, he was unemployed. He probably was, he probably got laid off from the state, man, twiz when I, when we was like 13 years old, bro. Wow. You know, and, you know, and I employ him now and I'm the first job he's had since we were 13. See That's what I'm beautiful. saying? So, That's beautiful. so like, yeah. And he tells me all the time, like, man, I appreciate you so much. And, you know, I just, I, like I said, I just, that's the first person I, sh I felt like I could help was him. And now I get him every Friday. He get a check from me too. You know what I'm saying? He does it. He works during the week. He, it adds value to his life and the things he's doing. And I see the difference in him. I see him smiling more and everything, you know? So it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel real good. It makes me feel good about the things I'm doing in the community, you know? Just, yeah. I mean, that's just one story of it. You know, I got, I got, 15 of those stories I could tell you about just people that just needed a chance and I gave them the chance and they're, they're taking advantage of it, you know, and they're helping, helping, and it's helping their family. They're upgrading their life. And I, it's crazy to just sit there and watch it. Like, you know, I, I got a lot of stuff that I'm doing and buying and doing and, and getting properties and stuff, but watching my employees and the people around me just upgrade their lives and knowing that they're coming to work and I'm helping them do that. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. Um, the fact that you're able to serve the community, uh, be humble and, you know, give give others opportunities that can lift them up so they can aspire higher. You know, um, I can only imagine how amazing that feels to employ your own father. You know, mm -hmm. um, someone like me, I never knew my father. 
you know, um, like I didn't meet my father till I was in high school. You know, he was in jail mm-hmm. most of my life. So I can just only imagine like just that, that um, embrace, you know, just that, that sheer pride, you know, like not pride in a negative way, but in a great way that you can, you know, you saw your father at his low point and now you're in position to lift him back up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, that's, that's just a beautiful feeling. You mentioned your business has acquired property. Recently, um, your company acquired a strip mall. Tell us about that and how that came about. All right. So uh, it's a strip mall over on the east side of town. Um, it's uh, it's eight, 806 through 822 South 11th Street. It was probably built in the early 2000s. It was probably built by like 2001, 2002 by a basketball player from Springfield named Kevin Gamble. He built a bunch of properties around here, you know, and he was helping. He's helping. He was helping the community out a ton. I mean, he built like housing developments, nice ones on the east side of town, right in the middle of the hood. Bunch of business developments. He built the strip mall as well. Um, well, the strip mall, it kind of sat empty for a while. It had a few businesses in it for a second, then it sat empty for a while. And then, I mean, like maybe the last five, six years, it only had the that uh, bank in it on the end, PNC Bank in it on the end, you know. And okay. Kev, he was a yeah. Kev, he was a good uh, he was a good friend of my dad's, you know, and a good friend of the family. And me and him got to talking about it, and he gave me a deal that I couldn't pass up. So you know, I went on ahead and I bought, the, ended up buying the strip mall. I would say that was back in September. Um, it has six units in it. We call it Plaza Five. That's the name of that actual strip mall. I named it after my son. You know, he's William Bishop the Fifth. So I call it Plaza Five. Um, as of today, yeah. we have when we brought it back in September, it had one business in it, which was was the just the bank. As of today, we have five businesses in it. Uh, we have uh, lots of style barber shop owned by Corey Lott. We have the venue. We have the venue at 812. That's owned by Sheila Dean. We have my business in it, Solid Ground Solutions Incorporated. We have the bank, PNC. And then we also have the X Factor Fit, Fitness Zone, which is a group fitness. Um, that's another one of my businesses. You know, I decided to keep one for myself, another another spot for myself there just to kind of, I want to I wanna pump some life back into that corner. You know what I mean? And yeah, and and the thing the thing I like about it is all those businesses I just told you about are all minority owned, except the bank. But with the bank mm-hmm. being the branch manager, she's a um, black woman. You know what I mean? All the workers in there are, are minority. I mean, are, are, are people of color. So I mean, it's yeah. pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And it um, is. I, I, yeah, I've been talking to people and man, this set empty for for X amount of years. I'm so I, I'm so proud of you for bringing pumping back life into it and i mean i'm on with this one i'm proud of myself i'm still i'm still it's still surreal and i'm kind of like in awe like damn we really doing this you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like, yeah you in it you in it you in it now. you you in yeah. it at this point you know and it's yeah. um it's like god paved the way for you because you said that the previous owner knew your father right um mm-hmm. and now here you are starting your business you know you're doing the great things you're doing and boom that network just came through for you uh, again, it's like mm-hmm. one of those full circle moments that was already in place, and none of us can see it until it happens. Exactly. You know, uh, until we like really, until we really like dig deep and like, oh wow, like this is right here in my hands. Um, and not saying um, that 
uh, what's his name, Kevin Gamble, not saying that he thought it was trash, but you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? So exactly. he, he probably didn't have the vision for it that you had, clearly, and that's no shade at all. You know, I'm just saying you had the vision mm-hmm. for that life, and therefore you had the opportunity in a network to acquire it. That's that's amazing. What, what, what other things are you doing in the city of Springfield? Um, tell us about the other programs that you have going on right now as well. All right, so, like, I love my company. You know, I love the strip mall. I love all that. But, like, one of the biggest things that I've done in this last year, besides having my son, man, is start the uh, Solid Ground Solutions Minority Pre-Apprenticeship Program. So what this program is, is we take minorities from the east side of town, all right? We take them to each individual trade union, we introduce them to the business managers, the training directors, and a company for each individual union. Um, there's 11 unions in here in town. I'm, that's like, you know, the carpenters union, operators, the electricians, plumbers, the teamsters, the laborers. It's a, it's, a, it's a long list of them, man, of all 11 of them. But basically what we do is we take these guys to each individual union and we uh, introduce them, and then at the end of 11 weeks, they apply for a union, um, the union okay. of their choice. And uh, we get them into that union, and then we get them partnered in, we get them teamed up with a uh, company, and then they, they, get, they got the job. As of right now, we went through our first cohort. Um, we have three people, three brothers from the east side that are going to be carpenters. We have two laborers. We have one electrician, one operator, and one plumber. Yep, that's eight. Yep, we got, and, that, and that's what we got going in. And I mean, they'll be in the trades here within the next two months or so. And I mean, they're going to be making anywhere from the lowest person to probably be making $30 an hour. The highest paid person will be making like $47 an hour. You know, and I mean, it was, it, it, it's, it's a beautiful program. I partnered with O'Shea Builders on it. I mean, they... They made a lot of it possible, man. I mean, a ton of it possible. I, I can't say how much I thank them and commend them for helping helping me out with this program. You know, I mean, yeah. it just, it's just, it's one of those things like the way they opened their arms and, and, and doors for us for this program was just amazing. I mean, they let us use their contacts and everything to make this thing work. So, I mean, it's pretty dope. You know, I know up in Chicago, it's a... It's, it's a large construction industry. You guys got a lot of brothers in the trade unions and everything there. But down here in Springfield, man, not so much, man. It's, yeah. You know, I, like I said, I was a project manager at Memorial there before I started my business. And I might see a black guy on a, on a, on a construction site like once every four or five months. It was crazy. Mm. Yeah. You know? and, and then, what, three, two months, I just got eight people into the trades, eight brothers into the trades. It's... I mean, it's dope, man. It's dope for real. Yeah, that's dope. The reality mm-hmm. is, in black communities, trades really aren't introduced to us like that. You know, it's still very rare. It's still very rare, and you know, just far. In between. I remember um, the high school I graduated from. The high school I graduated from was, I would say, mostly white. You know, we had a nice amount mm-hmm. of black students, but it was mostly white. And a friend of mine, we was talking before, and you know, a lot of them white boys that graduated instantly went into the unions, instantly went to, went into the trades because, you know, their friend's dad was in there. You know, their friend's dad was the vice president or, you know, this and that. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. we ain't had none of that. 
you know, exactly. and like honestly, I never had any interest in trades like that. But the reality is, it would just be nice to have that option, you know, as well yeah. to know about that option. And we didn't know. So what you're doing right now, you're you're shedding light on a whole nother league of um, opportunities and careers that black kids would never know about in exactly. most cases. And it, exactly. And like you said, they never told us about it. So could you imagine that when we were 18, when we were 18 and we was on our way to Western, it was other kids, the white kids, they were on their way to those trade unions. By the time me and you was graduating and we had debt and everything at 22, 23, they was already making damn near 60, $70,000 a year with no debt. And they had yep. a trade where they could go start their own business. So, I mean, it, it's it, yep. it's unreal to just to sit yep. there and imagine that, like, damn, I could, what I could have been, all the stuff I could have accomplished in those three, four years of when I went to school. Yep. I don't, and I don't sit here and say, I, I think me and you, we did a good job by going to school, but it's just like, like, you know, school is not for everybody. Faces it's not for everybody. Every year, faces yeah. changed every year while we was at Western, man, you know, yeah. It, you know how it go. We made it through, you know, but like I said, like you said, it's, 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 it's dope presenting that opportunity to these kids that are coming out of high school that never would have known about the trade unions. Now they get to see like, oh man, I could do this. I don't need to go to school. I really don't want to go to school. I exactly. can learn how to use my hands. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's just, um, and it's just shedding light on just you can be successful and you can have the life you want and it doesn't have to be sexy. You know, we live in a world where entrepreneurship is sexy, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you gotta be, um, you know, you, you just gotta have a sexy type of, you know, career. You gotta be in fashion. You gotta be in media and that's no shade because I'm in media, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not for everybody. You know, you can be a plumber and still have all those nice things. You can still have the, you know, the big house, the, the nice car, you know, you can be a carpenter. You can be all of these things. You could be an electrician and still have those lifestyles, right? Mm -hmm. But but social media has distorted what entrepreneurship really is, which is, um, you know, dedication, uh, hard work. I don't want to sound cliche, but it is. You know, that that's what entrepreneurship really is. It's not all about the glitz and glamour. It's not, it's not all about just looking sexy and, you know, taking nice photo ops with cool captions. But that's what yep. social media has made us think. And when you mm. think about trades, when you think about, you know, um, all of these careers that we're talking about, sexy really isn't a synonym for them, you know. Mm -hmm. But once these kids realize, oh, I can still be successful. You know, I might not make it in basketball. I might not make it in football. You know, I might not make it uh, doing this, but I can still do this. I can still make something of myself. And truth be told, when you have a trade like that, you ain't never going to go broke. Exactly. You ain't never going to go broke when you're doing something like that. You know, we, we looked at COVID, man. You know, we saw so many businesses go under, a lot of them black businesses, right? Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, but one, some of those industries that ain't failing are a lot of these trade industries because mm -hmm. people still need plumbers. People still yeah. need electricians. You know, the real estate market is still going strong. Plumbers, electricians, mm -hmm. carpenters are all tied to real estate. They're all tied to home improvement. You ain't never going to go broke if you know how to use your hands. Never. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I tell the kids all the time. They always ask me like, man, how you do this? How you do that? I said, man, I built what I got going right now. Everything you see with a mop bucket and a hammer, man. You know, it wasn't no get rich quick on Instagram. Follow me. None of yeah. that, man. It was it's all hard work, you know. And, and I mean, all that stuff you just said, man, you hit that. You hit it right on the head. Like. 
don't nobody want to work hard for this. Like that every time, like people see the glitz and glam of, oh, you bought this building, oh, you made this program, but they don't see the, I'm up every day at 4 a.m. I'm up on my computer every day at 4 a.m. putting schedules together. I got to get my workout done before the family wake up. You know what I'm saying? I got to do this. I got to yeah. work late tonight. I only get to sleep four hours tonight. And I mean, it's a grind for a year, year, year and a half straight. I haven't left Springfield. You know what I'm saying? I haven't had any vacation time, nothing, you know, but yeah. I'm putting my all into this because I know what it can be. You know, yeah. I know what it, you what got it that can vision. be. Yeah, I know what it can be in 10, 15 years. You know, it's not about right now. It's not about being able to go take a, a Instagram pic in Miami right now. I'll be able to do it when it's time to do it. You know, I'd rather work hard right now and relax later than try to relax, kick it right now, and work hard the rest of my life. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And, you know, and like you said, man, it's just don't nobody want to work hard no more. You know, I hire some young kids every now and then and... I got a few of them that are good, but I have ran through some of them because they just, they call off a lot. They, yeah. they don't, they don't take it serious. You know, I mean, I'm putting it, we're putting, giving you a great paycheck, you know, and then they don't take it serious. They get fired or something. I have to let them go. And now you, know, you the bad guy. No, I ain't the bad guy. They be like, okay, it's cool. I'm gonna go handle and do something else. But then I get, but then I get that text a month later, like, "Hey man, I'm sorry, I, I'll take it serious this time. Can you hire me back? Can you?" No, if somebody next up, you know what I mean. I gotta give somebody else a turn. You know, yeah. Then I'm the bad guy, you know. Yeah. They take it, they take it for granted, you know. And, and it's we, it's crazy to think about it like this, but like. We at that age now. You remember when the old heads used to tell us, "Man, I did all of yep. this. I've been did all of this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you can't, you can't trick me." That's how I'm looking. I'm like, "Man, you yep. so stupid." I'm sitting here watching you. <laughs> I did all of this already, man. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, you know, and it, it's tough love that a lot of them I think need, you know, and it's it's a, it's a lot of tough love that our youth need, man. Yeah, like, it's necessary. It's necessary because yeah. you know, God willing, um, most of them will take this lesson and, you know, learn from it. So later down the road, you know, they won't blow the next opportunity to come their way. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's for the best for your company. It's for the best for you. It's for the best for them. That's just how the mm -hmm. uh, dice roll. Um, mm -hmm. you, you mentioned earlier that you want to eventually employ 100 people. Tell us what else do you see in the future for solid ground solutions, you know, for everything else that you got going on. Where, where where do you see everything going and you can sit back and say, I did it, I made it? I'm going to be the biggest general contractor in the state of Illinois. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 where I'm going. Like, that's where I'm going. And that's surpassing that 100. I want to be up there with the Turners and the O'Shea Constructions and the Boa Constructions, those companies. I want to be that company when you're riding up there on that expressway. You see my sign. We got a $300 million contract for doing the roads on the interstates up by around Chicago and the, what is it, the tollway and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Building, yeah. Building, yeah, hey, building the skyscrapers downtown Chicago, downtown St. Louis, you know, like that's, that's where I'm going. I want to go, I want to go fully global with it. I feel like I got a good grasp on central Illinois, but I see myself 10 years being a full general. I mean, we, we I want to be able to do it all. That's that, and that's where I'm going with. It. I'm trying to grow my company and, and and grow the people around me to put put them in position to where we all could get that big. I wouldn't 
like the guys I have right now that are my supervisors, I want to take them up and I want them to be members on the board. Uh, and in 10, 15 years, I want y'all to have board. I want them to have board seats where they come to work, you know, and vote on yay, nay, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and we go to the to the golf course or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's where yeah. I want to be. It's, yeah. it's, it's, cra- it's crazy that the companies that I work with right now, those companies that are that big, how much you call these the top CEOs and the top execs and the top directors in those companies, and they're in the office every now and then. You know what I mean? It's because they already put that work down and they're in a position to do that type of thing. And that's where I want to position myself when I'm 50, you know, when I'm when I'm 45, 50 years old. I don't want to be having to swing a hammer every day still, you know, so that's why I'm doing it right now. What, what would you say was your central motivation for all of this? So when you first left uh, your corporate America job, you said uh, or it was corporate America. But when you first left your job, you know, your motivation was simply you ain't you, you ain't want to make all this money for somebody else. You want to you know do things your way and help people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say that's your central motivation for everything, or did it morph? Did it evolve? You know, obviously you have a son now. Like, what what's your biggest motivation to where you know you just can't fail now? Like, failure is not an option whatsoever. I got so many people depending on me now. So many people looking at me. You know, looking at me for a way, looking at me for a chance, looking at me as motivation, you know, that's it, it, it's just changed to where it's just I got to I got to I got to go. Like you said, I can't fail. I got to I got to go for it. I got to keep pushing forward, man. You know, I, it's yeah. no stopping right now. Like like I just got so many people that depend on me and I got to I got to feed them. You know, I gotta, I gotta yeah. make this table. Everybody pulling up to the table. The table getting bigger, but I'm continuing. It's, and you know, God, God willing, He helping me right now, and He He keep making it, making me, and making it able for me to provide. And as the table gets bigger, I'm adding more food on it. Table yeah. gets bigger again. I add another dish here. You know what I'm saying? There's no empty dishes on the table. Everything's full. You know, and if, and like I tell my people all the time, if you know me, if you got my phone number, if you could talk to me, and if you aren't working or laying around broke or, you know, not doing something productive, that's your fault because you could call me and I'm going to put you to, I'm going to put you in play right where you need to be in play. You know, it's, it's, it's up to you. I'll let you, I'll, I, I got enough work to where if you, you can work till you die, you know, just work, your, work, work all day, all night, or you can say, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's too much, you know, but yeah. like, yeah. I'm going to put it there. If you want to eat, go ahead. Keep eating. Let's eat. You know? And that's just the honest truth. It was a pleasure speaking with you today, Ham. Like, real talk. I've seen your growth, you know, over the past decade. Um, and, you know, the sky's the limit. Well, actually, the sky's not the limit. You know, uh, the stars is the limit, truthfully. Um, mm-hmm. We can just keep aspiring higher and keep rising, continue to ascend, and you're going to get there. I see it. I've been seeing it. Hey, so. We- Hey, we gonna get there, bro. You know where we came from, man. You know, hey, we started this thing together in college, bro. Freshman yeah. year, first day. We started this shit together. So we both gonna get there. I've been watching you grow. The same way you've been watching me, I watch you. You motivate me the same damn way. Like, Appreciate you, bro. I mean, that's how like, it gotta for be. For real, for real. Like, I, I, to be honest, I, I duck and dodge different interviews and stuff like this. It's a lot of people that want to do this type of stuff with me. And I just don't, I don't like doing it too often. But for you, anytime, 
any t- anything you need. That's why when you told me what was up, come on, what, I gotta come to Chicago, where where, <laughs> where I need to be. I, you know hey, I got we you. Do you that. My... We gonna do that. We gonna do it yeah. in person one too. We gonna do that. Yeah, you, we gonna do that. Man, you my hey, you my brother, man, for sure. I appreciate you my it, man. Likewise, man. Hand ten, you know, hand ten yep, where it all know begin. It. You know, uh, we you, gonna get that, know man. That. You know, we gotta keep you know uh that. keep motivating each other and keep it reciprocating. So, you know, again, I appreciate it, bro, and um, you know. Salute. If this episode has benefited you in any way, shape, or form, I ask for two things as always. One, leave a five-star review. And number two, pass it on to a friend who may benefit from it as well. A new episode of Mogul Motivation will be out this Wednesday.